The three senior leaders of the Irish Republican Army, IRA, sat only a few feet across the table from me. The organization had been responsible for much of the violence and heartbreak during the Troubles that had plagued Northern Ireland since the late 1960s. Each man had done his share, but on this day in this room they sat as politicians, representing Sinn Féin, the political wing of the IRA. We were about to have a difficult negotiation, but first tea and biscuits. In December 2003, Secretary of State Colin Powell had asked me to become President Bush's special envoy to the Northern Ireland peace process. What Powell either forgot to mention or was too polite to say was that few at the State Department coveted the position, which was viewed as a hopeless waste of time. Different nationalist, political, and religious traditions in Ireland had been fighting for centuries, providing one another with arsenals of injustices, both real and imagined. The prevailing mood was captured by a joke I was told on one of my first trips to Ireland. What is the definition of Irish Alzheimer's? You forget everything but your grievances. Our meeting started like many others I had held previously with these men. We first exchanged the normal diplomatic pleasantries. They then politely but firmly explained their views, larded as usual with lessons from Ireland's history, both ancient and modern. When they finished, I prepared to explain the U.S. position. I was about to deliver some very unwelcome news. I began to recite the script I had memorized beforehand, keeping an even tone. Screaming and pounding the table are the stuff of second-rate melodrama, and in my experience rarely as effective as they are portrayed on television or in the movies. I also had no illusions that any ranting and raving on my part would make the slightest impression on these hard men. My key point was that Sinn Féin needed to start publicly encouraging its supporters to cooperate with the police in Northern Ireland. This was a highly emotional issue for the IRA, but I knew that Catholic neighborhoods in Northern Ireland deserved better than the vigilante justice IRA thugs were meeting out. I knew that there was no chance the other political parties would ever sign up to a deal and end the troubles unless Sinn Féin changed its stance. When I explained that Sinn Féin's leaders would be denied entry visas to the United States if they did not support the police, one of them suddenly burst out of his chair, enraged, and flew across the table to strike me. In a flash, one of his colleagues grabbed him and yanked him back into his seat. I never flinched and, after a beat, resumed making my argument. Later that day, well after the meeting had ended, I reflected on my composure in the face of this attempted assault, and hoped it had underscored the seriousness of my message. But I realized that it had all happened so quickly that I never even had time to react. Yet the incident made me wonder, just how short was the distance between the furtive IRA terrorist and the polished Sinn Féin official? Was it possible for them to ever completely shed one skin and assume another? And how could you negotiate with such people under such circumstances, with the threat of violence always hovering over the negotiating table?